Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Guns in Radio podcast. And now, give it up for your host, Chris Caputo and Dustin Bones. Seventy-four. Seventy-four. There we go. We're at episode seventy-four. Sure. Uh, so welcome to the show, folks. <laughs> I, I was gonna go get ready for the intro, but hey, if you want to just do it like this, fuck it. Yeah, let's just roll. Let's just, yeah, let's just roll. <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. I'll write it. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly is such an asshole. <laughs> fuck Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. I will say, have you ever seen his debate with Jon Stewart? Yes, I have not, no. I would recommend watching that because Bill O'Reilly is actually really funny in that debate. Like, I figured it would be Jon Stewart making fun of him the whole time with him being serious and red-faced the whole time. But no, Bill's actually really funny in that video. (laughs) So... I mean, I I I I never seen him be funny before, so that was cool to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll check that out. It's usually, just boring. Well, see, folks, we got a great show for you tonight. Yeah, our you know, our song of the day is "Waterfall," and I just threw my fucking cards across the room. <laughs> our song of the day is "Waterfall" by Adler. We're gonna be listening to that. And uh, we're gonna be playing a modified version of "Waterfall" to celebrate the song of the day. And at the same time, we've got a music video that we're gonna watch in this episode. Um, so I saw like recently, a little while ago, so Steel Panther uh, released a music video for a song called "Fuck 2020." So huh. If you listen to like their last album, there's a track on there called "Fuck Everybody." They basically just reworked the lyrics and all that stuff, so it's now called "Fuck 2020." It's a pretty right cool on. video of them like doing green screen shit, and it's pretty funny. So, yeah, while well, they're stuck at home. Yes. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, guys, we'll be right back, and uh, when we come back, Caputo and I are going to go head to head in a modified game of Waterfall that we can play with each other over Skype. Yes. All right. All right. So I got to admit, I've been fucking around and haven't actually opened my deck of cards yet. So let's just. <laughs> How do you open these? I think they open like a pack of cigarettes, don't they? Uh, you just gotta yeah, just rip off the whole plastic. Yeah, we'll just go with that route. There we go. All right. So now Caputo and I, we're gonna be playing with two separate decks. You guys won't be able to see what we're doing, but uh, throughout the night we're gonna be playing this game and uh, seeing if one of us gets drunk first. Normally, you would you would put a card under the tab of a can. Oh, I guess we could still do that. Uh, let's do it this way. Let me uh, shuffle my deck here. Let's do it this way. You, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm the only one with a can. So what we'll do is, uh, oh, I've actually got two. I've got two separate cans here. And uh, Caputo's got a bottle of alcoholic beverage with him. And uh, whoever's card is the one, whoever loses the round will put their card under the tab. So, like, if you lose, this card will be that I put under the tab will count as yours. And if I lose, it'll count as mine. Because okay. it really just boils down to whoever's the last one that pops the top. That's true. So... And uh, we're not going to be playing with normal waterfall rules for those of you out there who know what we're playing. This game has different names in different regions. Where I'm from, we always called it waterfall. Normally on waterfall, like you uh, pull a card and like three is me, like I have to drink. Two is you, you have to drink, that kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? But this time, uh, what the way we're going to do it is uh, whoever's going to win the round is whoever's got the highest card. So I took out all the jokers, and I think if there's any 
weird extra cards. Those are gone. Let me give these one more good shuffle. Oh, hang on. Never move my filters. The fucking the guarantee card. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, for you, <laughs> a free replacement for your one dollar deck of cards. I'll just go fly to Vegas and buy another. Since I'm moving and packing up, uh, I didn't know where a deck of cards was, so I bought a brand new one just for this game. <laughs> they were a bucket dollar general. All right, so uh, so we got the cards here. You ready? You ready for the first one? Yeah. All right, get ready. All right, so I got mine. You ready? Three. I'm just taking mine off the top of the deck. So when I, when I say go, we'll flip over and show our cards, okay? All right. Three, two, one, go. Oh, well, you beat me on that one. I got fucking... <laughs> okay, so this is Caputo's card going in. Let's put it... Let's get the can close to the mic here. Ah. And I will be careful to not... I will treat each movement appropriately, okay? No sense in cheating at this. All right, ready for the next one? I'm going to shuffle better because I feel like with these being in new deck order that maybe the kings are all at the top. So let me give these another shuffle and a cut. There we go. All right, you ready? Oh. Yeah. What I get there? Ace? Ah, shit. Okay, so this one's me. All right, so here I go. I'm going to put it in the can. Oh, it's nerve-wracking. <laughs> All right. So uh, you want to do one more, and then we'll move on, and we'll just continue this throughout the night? Yeah. Yeah, let's do one, one or two more. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, oh I barely you beat by you one. by the night. Okay, so this is Caputo's card going in the can. Here we go. Let me find a place to put it. Ah. Okay. So be ready, because when this pops, one of us is going to have to chug whatever we have available. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll continue. Or did you want to do one more, or do you want to move on? Uh, one more, I think, is good, and then we'll... Move. All right, one more, and then we'll move on. Okay, let me give my cards one more shuffle here. All right, here we go. Ready? Ready. Oh, you... <laughs> barely! I barely He's beat you. one again. Yeah, this time I had a king, and Caputo had a queen. All right, here we go. Let me move this up. Move my headphones so I can hear in case it breaks the seal. Ah, all right. We still the game continues. All right. So the name of the song is "Fuck 2020" by Steel Panther. Yes. Okay. Load it up here on my end too. So when did this come out? I assume 2020. Uh, like literally, like this weekend that we're recording it, it just came out. Oh, so we're getting to see something brand new then. Yeah. Pretty brand new. Like Have I, you... I've seen it already once before. It's pretty cool, actually. Okay, I was about to say, how gross is this? It's not gross at all. It's just, it's just, it's funny, but like lyrically, it's a pretty good song. Okay, I see it. Fuck twenty, and it is. It does look like, uh, very green screenish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me pull it up and get past the ads. Oh, there's no ads. Okay. Sweet. Great. All right, so we're going to be watching along. So, guys, right now, GunsAndRadio.com is undergoing a, an update of sorts. So you may not find this on there immediately. So the best thing to do is just look it up on YouTube yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch along with us, pause the podcast, find the video on YouTube, and hit play when we tell you to. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready, Chris? Ready. Um, I'll count it down for you guys. Okay. Three, two, one, play. (laughs) 
You think they're in the same room? Yeah. <laughs> Stock footage. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this has been a shitty fucking year. <laughs> I love they're using stock footage. <laughs> like I'm playing instruments. <laughs> like Lexi's not even playing a fucking bass, just pulling a string. <laughs> you know, give Steel Panther one thing. They've been doing some pretty cool like live shows throughout this whole thing. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, I think I'd like pay whatever for them, but like they're, they're worth it from what I've seen. Uh, I saw the Dropkick Murphys one. That's about the only one I think I've watched. <laughs> Music video. Getting an Asian massage. That's fucking funny. I know, right? <laughs> the COVID 2019 sucks tour or COVID 19 sucks tour. <laughs> and people are setting his buckets back up. Oh, I just realized something. Uh, is it Satchel, the guitarist? Yeah. With his little tiny toy guitar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of stock footage in this video. <laughs> this is like the professional version of just fucking off on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> different yeah it was something something else i mean better than fucking nothing so <laughs> get your cards you got your cards all right let's get back into this. yeah let's get into this we got a war going on between caputo and i all right oh, oh shut up youtube okay here we go you ready yes three two one ah what'd i get oh queen you beat me you beat me on that one i had a Five, queen caputo had a nine Okay, here we go. Getting harder to put them in. Oh, that's what she said. Yeah, ayo. <laughs> Ready for another one? All right. All right, three, two, one. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. damn. Okay, he beat me. I had a six. He had an ace. Okay, so this one's for me. Well, folks, while me and continue, uh, or, shit, I skipped like seven words in that. Sp <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stuttering, Jesus! We got like the, we got like Bubba Ray Dudley in '99. <laughs> 
les boys. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I'm already drunk. We're over here playing waterfall and shit. And I'm sure this is making for some riveting radio. But we're gonna we're gonna continue to do our drinks and stuff, and we're gonna take a break from from playing the game for a second to jump in our DeLorean and go all the way back in time because it's time for. For the first time in several months, actually. On this day in rock and roll history. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock. The Ayatollah. That's us right there. Oh, yeah. Chris Jericho stole that from us. Yeah. Can we uh, tweet at him enough? Maybe he'll come on Guns and Radio. <laughs> if he wants to argue about it, I mean, he's welcome to come on the show and call me an asshole. So. I mean, hell yeah, he can uh, tell the story of how he that one time he met Axl Rose. Like, there's that whole thing with he's on Eddie Trunk show with uh, Bob. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that'd be cool to hear that story again. What's funny is, uh, you know, Brando when he interviewed CM Punk and he told that story. Mm -hmm. Uh, the friend that was with him told me that exact same story, but didn't mention that he was with CM Punk. Oh. But uh, CM Punk, Brando story. Mm -hmm. And the Brando Appetite for Distortion version of that story. So to me, that was really cool, because I was hearing CM Punk tell the story, and I was going, I've heard this before. Where have I heard this before? And then he said he was with his friend, and I was like, oh. I know that guy. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. That's how me and him, Bonnie. Cliff Compton is his friend's name, by the mm -hmm. way. I should just say Cliff Compton. But, yeah. I thought it was funny that the fucker never told me he was hanging out with CM Punk when all that shit went down. All right, get your cards ready. You ready for another one? Yeah. All right. You count it down this time. All right. Three, two, one. Flip them. Oh, did I win? Oh, I won that oh, one. Oh, yeah, you won. I had Caputo had a ten and I had a four. Okay, here we go. But uh, the first thing we're gonna do, Caputo found an interesting birthday, so let's go ahead and acknowledge that. Yeah, happy birthday to uh, ACDC bassist uh, Cliff Williams, born on this day in 1949. Holy shit! Good thing we picked that one because that's the furthest back of the ones I've got set up here. Yeah. That's the only relevant birthday, I think. It's like rock and roll. He's not dead found. or anything, is he? No, I think he's actually still in ACDC. Or he oh, just nice. retired, or... Fuck, I don't know who's in fucking ACDC anymore. It's all just Brian Johnson, and he's young to me, so... <laughs> kind of like Guns N' Roses with Axl Rose. And it's just Axl Slash and Duff. It's like, oh, who cares about the rest of these guys? <laughs> Where does he... Oh, I thought that was Izzy <laughs> I know, that shit is so stupid. It's funny how most people think that is Izzy, though. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Well, uh, let's fast forward about a decade. And let's go to 1959. When Guy Mitchell follows his chart-topping song, Singing the Blues, with his second Billboard number one hit, Heartaches by the Number. Uh, what's your favorite Guy Mitchell song? Um, his most popular one. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I'll do one more. Here we go. Do one more, yeah. Three, two, one. Four. God damn. Four Another to one. Six. Caputo, oh, beat, Caputo beat me again. Okay, so here we go. Uh, let's see here. The Kingston Trio started an eight-week run at number one with the U.S. album chart on the U.S. album chart with the song Here We Go Again. What year was that? That was 59. Oh, it's also 59. Yeah. I was going to say, there's another good one here in 59 about Billboard magazine reporting that in the wake of the payola investigations from the government, the pay-for-play phenomenon and one record distributor in Philly complained you can't even buy the DJ's lunch. <laughs> so December 14th, 1959 is the day that Paola died in American music. 
I don't even know what what was the pay for play thing. I got to look into that. Where you used to could pay the disc jockeys to play. Yeah, the song? so payola was the thing. It's like, listen, I'll pay you whatever fifty bucks. Play this song on rotation or something, or put this into your cycle or whatever. So people would have that was back then. You could easily bribe people to like play your song on the radio. Now it's like you actually got to have a record label and you know distribution and <laughs> some sort of talent. We hope, but that's ah, that's up for debate. Ways. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you need that much talent these days. Yeah. Uh, if we fast forward to 1963, The Beatles' I Want to Hold Your Hand begins a five-week number one on the UK charts, replacing She Loves You, which was also by The Beatles, that had been at the top for two weeks, and I'll never understand why the fuck anybody listens to The Beatles. I oh, mean, the 60s were an interesting time, let's just say yeah, there's so much better shit that came out of the 60s. I just don't understand why the Beatles is the most popular fucking thing. All right, round three. I'm going to get you this time. I can feel it. Feel this Dude. top card. You ready? Three, two, one. Flip them. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. You predicted it. I did Six predict it. <laughs> okay, here we go. This one's Caputo. I'm trying to be as fair as I can and treat each round like it's my own. Let me slide this. Not yet. Uh, you got one from my favorite year of the 1900s. Oh, 1969. Yes, hang on. Let me load up. Yeah. December 14th, 1969, uh, the Jackson nice. 5 made their first network television appearance in the U.S. when they appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show. And that's also nice. Yes. Ed Sullivan. Have you ever watched Ed Sullivan? Uh, I've seen, like, clips of, like, the Beatles on Ed Sullivan just because, like, everyone fucking talks about it for some reason. Yeah. So I was like, it's rock and roll, but it's like, they were a pretty popular artist at the time. It was just made a big deal for some reason. So it was like the first U.S. performance, I guess, or something, or one of yeah. the first one. I think so. Hmm. Either way, it's a fucking boring show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to fa- flash forward two years, on this day in 1971, Led Zeppelin IV is riding high on the top ten of the U.S. album charts. Yeah, well, at least we started getting decent music by the time the 70s rolled around. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. Oh, oh! You beat me. I got a jack. Oh, barely. Barely. I got a queen, so I barely won. So this one's Caputo's. Oh damn! It's getting hard. All right. Here's a good one in 72 and a clever publicity stunt. Alexander's department store in New York stays open late, especially so that Alice Cooper can do his Christmas shopping. I wonder what Alice Cooper would give for Christmas. Severed heads? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Here's a here's a prop for my show. It's just a fucking guillotine. <laughs> That's I think he gave good. a fan like the guillotine or someone like one of his friends or something. I heard I forgot who said it. Like, yeah, Alice Cooper, like, gifted me, like, with a guillotine from one of his fucking uh, live sets, like, from his show. Oh, nice. I'd love to have one of those gimmick guillotines just to fuck with people at parties and shit. It's like, listen, you do a party foul, your head's going here. (laughs) Don't drop the fucking chips, asshole, or else you're dead. (laughs) Especially if you got the compartment to put them in, and then if they're that drunk and it's dark in there, maybe they'll just think they're dead. That's true. Oh my god, what a good rib to pull. Alright, here we go. You ready? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Ooh. Oh. W, baby. got a king. I had a five. Okay. So this one's mine. Ah. Son of a bitch. Alright. Ready? Alright. Oh, I beat Oh, you. yeah, you beat me again. I had a six. That was good. 
Damn. <laughs> Look at this shit. Jesus, it's like ready. It looks like uh, the scene from Jurassic Park where the fat guy from Seinfeld gets eaten by the uh, <laughs> dinosaur. In 1977, the movie Saturday Night Fever premiered in New York City and was instrumental in spreading the disco craze throughout the country. Oh, fuck. Well, that didn't last long. That lasted, what, four or five years? Yeah, it was like mid... It was like, what, maybe like mid-70s to like the 80, 81? Jesus Christ, that's way too long for disco. Ah, it is. It's like a... That's just part of... Like a fad, it's just part of culture, American history, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. All right. If we fast forward to two years before Caputo was born in 1995, Little Richard, along with Bob Dylan. Wait, was I kidding about that? Because I really don't know how old you are. Yeah, no, I was born in 95, so. Oh, you were born in 95. So six months after I was born. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I remember what I was doing in 95. I'd made a little visit to Canada, and there was this really nice lady. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, I think her name might have been Kapoo. I don't know. Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what was that? Uh, little yes. Richard and Bob Dylan and Bruce... Little Richard, Bob Dylan, and Bruce Springsteen are among those who perform... In a tribute to Saint Trinatra, Saint Trinatra, Frank fucking Sinatra, goddammit. In a tribute <laughs> to Frank Sinatra uh, on a TV special called 80 Years My Way. That fucker was still alive in 1995. Part of me refuses to believe that. Sinatra, yeah, he was. I think when he did died he die? Of... Oh, let me check. Hang on. Sinatra. I think, like, a few years after that. I think he, like, died in... Oh, 98. Huh. So, literally, like, a few years after that. Well, speaking of 98, Billy Preston pled guilty to insurance fraud and agrees to testify against six other defendants who allegedly participated in setting fires, staging thefts, and rigging auto crashes. For a total of 18 fraudulent insurance claims that were filed. Under the plea agreement, he's required to pay $60,000 in restitution, receive five years of probation, and one year in jail to run concurrently with the sentence, which he was already serving for violation his pri- <laughs> for violating his probation for a cocaine sentence. Jeez. Cocaine possession. Yeah, this guy was playing insurance fraud to fucking pay for his cocaine addiction. That's probably I know, not. right? How bad is it when you're rich and famous insurance fraud to buy Coke? Yeah, what are you, like, dealing with the mafia at this point? Like, How much Coke are you fucking re- doing? <laughs> How much goddamn Coke do you need? Yeah, As a man geez. that's done Coke in the past, I could tell you right fucking now, it ain't much. <laughs> like, you don't need that much. This shit's expensive. Like, what's the point of it? <laughs> I mean, a little dab will do you. Oh, well, there's there's a point to it, let me tell you. I don't know if it's (laughs) worth the price, but... Yeah. Uh, Let's see. In 2007, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced that Madonna, John Mellencamp, Leonard Cohen, who I don't know who the fuck that is, uh, The Ventures and the Day... Oh, Oh, well, there you go. Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen. Oh, he was Canadian? He was Canadian. (laughs) I thought he was Christian. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. This is probably the last one. All right, here we go. It looks close. (laughs) Yeah. And flip. Oh, a tie. This card. Here we go. Both had threes on that one. And flip. Flip. Oh, you beat me on that one. Okay. All right, Caputo. Here we go. Truth. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. That's it. All right, chug it, Caputo. Chug, 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 chug. Yeah, chug beer for life, me, but <laughs> That's the most I can do is like three nice big sips. 
All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was. That was definitely something interesting. It's a an audio uh, an experience for the people <laughs> listening to this right now. So, despite coming under fire, and this was in 2000, from the media video stations, the song "Baby It's Cold Outside" actually climbed to the top ten of the Billboard's digital song sales charts. Dean Martin's rendition of the song was downloaded over 11,000 times during the previous week, coming in second to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Who downloads this bullshit? <laughs> um, you know, like people in their 50s who don't know about, you know, Spotify or like their kids just refuse to set them up on this shit. First off, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You is a holiday classic. Yeah, that's the only reason why she's even relevant in making fucking money. For me to shit on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'd love to shit on that song. <laughs> and the song Baby It's Cold Outside is also a time-honored holiday tradition. For me to shit on. Both of those yeah. songs suck ass. I'm sorry. Like, Dean Martin. Who the fuck is Dean Martin? Name three Dean Martin songs. I can't do it. Baby, it's oh, cold outside. I got plenty, my friend. Um, I got a few. Fuck, I just escaped the type in my head. Ain't that a kick this... in the head? Um, that's some that... what it... Bro, it's Dean Martin. That's a more... It's Dean Martin. That's Dean Martin. When the moon hits your eye, that... that... That's a more, yeah, brother. Ain't that a kick in the head? Like, you ever well, heard ain't that, that one a trailer? kick in the head? No, I've heard it. I didn't realize it was Dean Martin because I don't listen to shitty music. Oh, that stuff's legendary, man. That was, that's, I'm into that shit. Not heavily, but I, 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 I'll dabble in my Sinatra's and Dean Martin's. This guy's made good fucking music. So, what do you think about the rape anthem, baby? It's cold outside. I think it's fucking stupid. That, that I remember saying the same thing two years about this. Like, <laughs> how? How about like this is tame compared to the shit that's on the radio right now? Anyways, like... I know, I know, dude. You only got to turn to a rap station to get more rapey lyrics than that. Exactly. When you got friggin' literally, you know, countless strippers talking about how wet their vagina is and how they want to be pounded <laughs> by fucking girthy cocks, like <laughs> somebody. And, and... Somebody should do a remix of Baby It's Cold Outside and Wet-Ass Pussy. And let's see what you come up with, Internet. Yeah, WAP It's Cold Outside. <laughs> That's how you get fucking sick. <coughs> oh, you fucking killed me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Either way, I think that song sucks. So I wasn't butthurt at all about it. As a matter of fact, I've got a solution to this problem. I say we ban all Christmas music permanently, except for December 24th and December 25th, and maybe early in the morning on the 26th. Ooh. Uh, that, that, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'll be like, listen, started at December 1st, not fucking 11.59 p.m. on October 31st. There's a reason that Spotify and Pandora sales shoot up this time of year. Yeah, because people don't. Subscriptions. Well, people ain't trying to listen to the fucking radio. That's true. Who the fuck listens to that <laughs> shit anymore? And man, let me tell you, today I was at the doctor's office and... Some Christmas song is playing. I don't know which one. Turn it on that says volume, trying to turn it on. What I was fucking with was this is a true story, by the way. It happened day. And so now he's hearing this. How do you turn this shit off? Come on. Come on. Jesus, it's not getting any lower. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes over the speaker. Mr. Bertram, is there a problem? Huh? <laughs> Who said that? 
goes in there, did you need something? I was like, no, I was trying to turn off the Christmas music. And he's like, no, that volume button doesn't control that. I was like, well, I figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> they have an intercom, so while you're waiting, if you need to push a button and say something to a nurse or something. Yeah. So that happened today. But baby, it was show cold outside today. Mm-hmm. Lucky for me, I uh, I didn't get raped by Dean Martin. <laughs> or drugged or something in your drink. <laughs> okay. Think of that. Rufaland. It's Christmas. <laughs> you're, it's cold. You're walking home alone. You come around the corner, and there stands Dean Martin, Bill Cosby, and Phil Spector, all with that look in their eye. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And they're looking at you. (laughs) Okay, D. Martin's a class act. I'd go with him. (laughs) Phil Spector's probably going to, like, try and, like, cut me in, like, 47 pieces. I don't know. (laughs) Phil Cosby's going to be like, you know, these kids say the dumbest things. And then just just when he says that, he, like, throws a roofie in my mouth. (laughs) Why don't you eat this popsicle pudding cup I brought you? There ain't no drugs in this pudding cup. (laughs) it's bill cosby you could dress me i don't know i don't know why that's my bill cosby impression (laughs) whatever both blowers are pretty terrible so oh what's to do for family feud uh god i lost steve harvey steve harvey yeah you look over to steve harvey and he's like well don't trust him if i was you i wouldn't eat that pudding cup yeah, dude, Steve Harvey has, like, the weird, like, the craziest reactions to anything. You could say, like, the most tame word, like, nipple, and you'll look at you like you just, like, swore in church. Now, come on, buddy. Why don't you come eat this pudding cup? Just try. <laughs> I'll be rock pudding. Why would I try to eat your pudding cup? Come on, now. It'll be okay. Just take a little bite. One little bite will do you. I don't know, Bill. I really don't like that look you got in your eyes right now. <laughs> it's making me really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take a bag of pudding cup. Oh, God, no. I never Damn take a of pudding. Of course well, not. you just come on, young man. Sit on old Uncle Bill's lap here and have a bite of this pudding cup. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, well, let me try to get a bean. It's a pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good. Well, that's what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Vince Neil, everybody. Vince Neil, Motley Crew. <laughs> You'll see him hopefully on tour next year. <laughs> hopefully. If he makes weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's what they should do, just for like like just like hype this thing even more. Have him like weigh in like a UFC fighter. <laughs> I'm insane. I'm ready to fucking go. <laughs> If he doesn't make weight, they'll get the old singer from the 90s back. They're going to get John Karate. Who <laughs> <laughs> was in the movie for like 37 seconds. He thought Motley Crue sucked live with Vince Neil. <laughs> he ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I mean, there's another band Axl Rose can fill in for. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, could you imagine how pissed Vince Neil would be oh if... We could finally get that fight on pay-per-view. We're just going to be like slapping each other like this. It'd be like when your two drunk uncles get to fighting at Christmas. Oh, shit. And finally, the last thing. Do you got anything you want to add before I read the final news on this day? We've gone way off track here. Oh, dude, this is all right. Um... Yeah, I was going to say, why not? Let's hit him with the last one here. This is a recent one, I believe. Uh, the one, the way it's worded on my uh, list here is metal legend Ozzy Osbourne topped the Billboard's mainstream rock song charts with the song Under the Graveyard. The last time that Ozzy led the uh, list was Let Me Hear You Scream back in July of 2010. Wow. That's weird because I don't remember either of those songs. Well, Under the Graveyard was from his newest album that came out, like, back in, what, February of this year? Um, is that what that is? Yeah, Under the Graveyard was, like, I think that was the lead single from his latest album. 
Did we listen to that on the show? (laughs) I believe we did. I think we even did a review of this too. Or mention of the album. I don't know. Huh. Sounds depressing. It gets we'll good it after a while. I mean, it's uh, it's one of my favorite songs from that album. I'd say. I'll check it out. Definitely. I think a lot of people slept on that album this year. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. The the reason I didn't get into it was because uh, going straight to hell was the first song. I was on the slash and yeah. Yeah, and it. Um, I mean, I know Ozzy can't do what he used to do and he wants to do his best to sound good for the record but it was just auto-tuned to shit and auto-tune is one of those things that if you if if you don't when you hear it in a song it ruins like like you'll never unhear it once you hear it mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about like t-pain kind of auto-tune where it's on purpose i'm kind of talking about the kind that's supposed to be subtle mm-hmm. and hidden yeah, it's just straight pitch correction. Uh, yeah, this whole song going straight to hell is nothing but pitch correction. <laughs> and and when you hear that 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 mechanical, I don't even know how to describe it. When you hear it, though, you can't unhear it. Mm-hmm. My my advice to anybody because I hear it now in old songs I've listened to for years sometimes, and then it just completely that becomes all I can hear. Mm-hmm. And so if anybody out there don't listen for it. All right, we'll take a break and we'll come back. It's Oh Blue Waterfall by Adler. That's a solo man, what a Mr. Steven Adler And I don't know about him too much. He ain't having many good songs on his show yet, if you ask me. <laughs> what do I know? I don't even listen to rock and roll. I'm more of a gospel kind of man myself. Yeah. <laughs> Far so good. I think a simple plan. Oh, Caputo froze on me. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say the same thing. Like you said, your mind is in the plan. I'm like, yeah, it is, but it's like a little harder on the guitars. It's like <laughs> it is like no, it's still very poppy in that way, but not as much. <sighs> Hang on, this guitar's makes things. Mm-hmm. Hearts burst into fire. Song. The guitar makes me think of "Hearts Burst Into Fire" by a Bullet for My Valentine. Near, 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 near. It literally sounds like. Fuck! It sounds like a like a nineties like pop punk band would like write this riff. Kinda does. Early two thousands, maybe. Yeah, like if Lit had another song besides "My Own Worst Enemy," this would be like their, their next big hit. <laughs> like I said, man, uh, when we reviewed, uh, what was the last Adler song we reviewed on here? Dude, I, Dead Wrong and Habit, yeah. So I think it was Habit when I said that uh, I think what happened was Steven uh, hired another band that had already been making music. Because he doesn't get credit for writing anything in this album. No, he does. Does he? Yeah, it's like him and some. Let me go check that actually. I'm pretty sure it's like him and the lead singer pretty much like wrote the whole thing. Really? Uh, yeah. Let me see. It's going back from the dead, which this is from. 
Yeah, all songs credited to Adler and Jeff Pilson. Okay. I stand corrected then. Sorry, if you heard me typing, it's because, like I said, I'm moving and somebody was getting back to me on Facebook Marketplace for some boxes they were giving away. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot going on multitasking here. All right, let's see if we get an epic guitar solo or what happens here. I do have lyrics to this, so... Oh, okay, yeah, throw some lyrics. Let's see if we can decipher this while we're on a pause. One of the few Adler songs that someone actually decided to listen to and put the fucking lyrics for. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you don't get that very often with this band. So we'll start from the beginning. Uh, the scars of my mistakes, I remember everyone. They may not be here today, but I, I've i got memories of some. Uh, after all the pain, these scars still remain. Then it goes to the chorus. Uh, too many tears throughout the years. Who counts them all? Another drop, another waterfall. They may be small, but count them all. Another drop, another waterfall. I like it less knowing the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wow, this is pretty cheesy. It does sound like something like a pop punk band would write. But the riff is good. The the hook riff, the main thing. Yeah, so far the song's like not terrible. Like it's but right now it's just like very average at best. Yeah. And that's the problem with like these adverse songs, which we'll get more into once we give our full review. There's one really good one, and when it comes up, I'll let you know that that's it. All right. exactly sweet child of mine but we do have a kind of a a modern day power ballad there by adler yeah and that's it could definitely pass for one and uh that's uh that's waterfall so yeah. uh what do you think you want me to go first do you want to go first how are we going to do this i'll let you go first this week dustin uh let's see the the guitar reminds me a lot of bullet for my valentine uh, but that's okay because I like Bullet for My Valentine. Uh, the lyrics and the whininess to it reminds me a lot of Simple Plan, and I'm not a fan of that. Um, if this came on my shuffle and I was driving down the road, 
I'd probably let it go, but I wouldn't turn to it intentionally. Uh, I'd wait for the solo area because it does get a little better toward the end. Uh, but I don't know, though. That's a lot to have to wade through to get to that part. So I don't know. It'd have to take the car trip, the road trip test before I could really fairly say if I would wait through all of that to get to that or not. Um, uh, one and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know I pointed this out like five minutes ago or whatever, but like a lot of at least the three other songs, including this one we've done, are very, like, they're very just average and, like, run-of-the-mill. I feel like Adler just was like, oh, here's, like, 15 bands that I like their songs. Let's make something exactly like these 15 bands. Yeah. Like, like the last song was sounded literally like Theory of a Dead Man. Yeah. I think the first one, fuck, I don't remember, but it sounded like basically every rock song in 2012. Yeah, what was cool at the time that this came out? Yeah, like, literally, like, stuff you literally put it on Sirius XM Octane and find the same shit on here. <laughs> literally. But like it's it's all right. It's I don't know, it doesn't do much for me, the song. Like it it's not terrible. It's decent. But I feel like when especially when you're like a former member of a band such as Guns N' Roses and you see like all the other work that a lot of that the other original three or four members have done, like it doesn't it doesn't pale really much in comparison. Like like, like you could have done better. Like Duff is like mediocre at times. Izzy's kind of around the same <laughs> space there. We haven't touched this shit in a while, but like, yeah. And then like Adler's just like right at the bottom. It's like there's nothing like unique about it. Whereas like if you heard like five seconds of a Slash song, you would know it's Slash. Like yeah. you would know it's Izzy or something like within like seconds. This is just like oh Stephen Adler is a band. What like what kind of <laughs> fucking drummer is a band? Who's he? Ringo Starr. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm probably gonna go in the same boat with you here. Like one and a half. It's just it's there. It's not terrible, but like, will I actually listen to this? Very likely not. There you go. So uh, you ready to spin the wheel and see what we're doing next week? Yeah. Let's uh, let's see what kind of hopefully some good shit. And be sure to head over to G and Extra where we're gonna keep killing time and talking shit like we do. Walking Papers. Alright, so next week's song is King Hooker by Walking Papers. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> so be sure to head over to GN Extra where the conversation will continue and be keeping an eye out for the awesome relaunch of GunsAndRadio.com coming very, very soon. We hope to have that out by the first of the year. You never know. If not, we'll say sometime in January of 2021. Definitely. Sometime in January 2021. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We kind of bullshitted with you. We had a little bit of fun. Yeah, I think think that's it. So uh, until next time, I'm Dusty Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you next week here on Guns and Radio. Peace.